Welcome once again back to the From A to Zowie podcast. I am your host, Richard Zowie. Yes, that is my real name, sort of. Story for another time. And again, this is supported by Buzzsprout. And the blog itself is on fromatozowie.wordpress.com. That's fromatozowie.wordpress.com. A few things we want to talk about tonight is this podcast continues to evolve as I do the Bruce Lee thing and find out what works, keep that, what doesn't, get rid of it, and what's my very own, keep that as well. Two new candidates have thrown their hats into the presidential ring. Right now, uh, Joe Biden has announced he will run for president again in 2024. Donald Trump, likewise, will run again in 2024. If it comes to that, it'll be the battle of the geriatrics since Trump is in his upper 70s and Joe Biden has already hit 80 years old. And I believe Ron DeSantis has announced he is running. I might be mistaken, but... If not, he probably will do it sooner rather than later. Two new candidates have thrown their hats in the ring. First of all, for the Democrats, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yes, Bobby's son. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is also the nephew of the late John Kennedy and the nephew of a man I absolutely despise because I think he was an absolute complete dirtbag, and that was the late U.S. Senator Ted Kennedy. RFK Jr. is an environmental lawyer, seems very liberal. Uh, he did work on his Uncle Ted's 1980 presidential campaign, which, uh, why that man had the audacity to run for president in 1980 after leaving a woman to die at Chappaquiddick in the late 60s, that's a story for a different time. My guess is that Robert Jr. is going to market himself as more of a moderate Democrat as an alternative also to Joe Biden who is 80 and is very much long in the tooth. Democrats seem desperate for a better placeholder until another dream candidate arises. And who do you think the Democrats' dream candidate would be? Brad Pitt? George Clooney? Michelle Obama? Bette Midler? We'll talk about her more in a little bit. On the Republican side, Larry Elder is throwing his hat in the ring. Um, I wasn't completely familiar with him, but I did some research and discovered he is African-American, a lawyer by profession, and a very much conservative talk show host. Very, very conservative indeed. On paper, it sounds pretty impressive, and he also has no, um, I don't believe he has ever run for office before, but you know, it is nice to have a non-politician, because we've had a lot of politicians and they've been pretty much as useless as teats on a tomcat. However, Elder is said to have a few skeletons in his closet, some reports of domestic abuse or domestic violence, and I can guarantee you whether or not it's really there, they're going to go through him thorough with a fine-toothed comb. So, I remember when Herman Cain, who ran Godfather's Pizza, ran for president, and two women accused him of sexual harassment, and after he dropped out of the race, those women mysteriously disappeared. So it's all about today's cancel culture, woke culture, guilty until proven guilty. And let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll talk about Twitter next. This is the From A to Zowie podcast. I'm your host, Richard Zowie. 
Hello, I'm Richard Zowie, host of the From A to Zowie podcast. Do you have a business or product that needs some publicity? If so, what a coincidence. I would absolutely love to promote it. If you're interested, drop me a line at from A to Zowie at gmail.com. That's from A to Z O W I E at gmail.com. Or if you're in the military, that's from A to Zulu Oscar Whiskey India Echo at gmail.com. My podcast is on Buzzsprout. You can find it by Googling Buzzsprout and from A to Zowie, or you can go to buzzsprout.com backslash 1051960. Again, I would love to do business with you and promote your product. And we're back on the From A to Zowie podcast. Again, if you're interested in advertising in here, I would love to do that and make money to support this broadcast. My email address is from a to Zowie at gmail.com. From a to Z O W I E, Zulu Oscar Whiskey India Echo at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter. Uh, my two handles, one I use for, for this right here, what I do with myself, underscore Richard Zowie. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just Richard's Twitter.com and then backslash Richard Zowie. You know how that works. And then in my other job as a, as a sports broadcaster, I'm on there as J.R. Zowie underscore ranch. So, but this one, you can reach me on Richard Zowie. And speaking of Twitter, I usually use Twitter to promote this show. On the sports side, I use Twitter to find out what's going on in sports so that I can uh, do as much as I can to keep my listeners informed. My favorite thing to do is to promote, my favorite thing to do is to promote young high school athletes as much as I can so that some recruiter will out there will offer them a scholarship and they have a free ride to college. And I love that to death. So especially the young ladies, because there was a time where when women went to college, it was pretty much an MRS degree. They went there to get married. And I, if I ever had a daughter, I would strongly encourage her to go to college to get an education. If you find a guy when you're there, great. But priority one is to get an education and hopefully a job you can actually make pretty good money in, not like underwater basket weaving or gender studies or what have you. Well, Twitter was taken over by Elon Musk, the multi-cajillionaire, and a lot of celebrities now on Twitter are pissed. That blue check mark is what tells you whether or not it's really them. I don't have a blue check mark because nobody really cares at this point who Richard Zowie is, except, of course, for my muse, Jen, who lives in Minnesota. Jen, if you're listening, thank you once again, and thank you for the inspiration. Apparently, Musk had been charging $8 a month for celebrities to maintain their blue check mark on their account. Bette Midler, the singer-actress, decided she didn't like paying that fee. And so, along with author Stephen King, They've both been upset about, about losing their blue check mark because they haven't paid the fee. And Jason Alexander, who that actor who was on that show, Suckfeld, I call it Suckfeld. Others call it Seinfeld. He decided to get off because he didn't want to pay the extra fee. And all I can think is, oh, dear Lord. I mean, you know, struggling actors go for about anything and they're always wondering how they're going to pay the rent. And if you ever read Stephen King's book on writing, where he talks about his early days, he had days, one time he got a check, and all he could think is, dear Lord, please don't let this be a bill. I don't have the money to pay a bill. 
And he mentioned having car problems he couldn't afford to fix. It's like, you guys are super filthy rich and you can't pay the simple little fee. I mean, I pay money for Buzzsprout to put on my podcast. I have no problem with it. I have learned uh, MSN has reported that only government agencies are allowed to have their blue verification check marks for free. So, for example, President Joe Biden, I'm not really sure if he even knows what Twitter is since he pretty much does what his people tell him. He does not have to pay. Others must pay. And again, I cannot imagine money being an issue for these people. I mean, Midler has long had a policy of not doing commercials, such as when Mercury Sable wanted to use her song, Do You Want to Dance? And she said no. And that's usually something celebrities do when they don't need money, or maybe it could be principal. I don't know. Then there's Stephen King, a best-selling author whose books have been made into many movies that have done well. And he's got a second home in Florida. I'm guessing if I had to guess, I'd say King is worth at least a quarter of a billion. Bette Miller is probably not too far behind. And, I don't know what Bette Miller did in her wild days. I've heard supposedly she was at Studio 54, but King, back in the day, had a major drug and alcohol problem. Cocaine, beer, and everything. He probably spent far more on cocaine than he ever does with his Twitter checkmark. Back in the 80s, cocaine, even then, was extraordinarily expensive. So I don't really understand why they're making a big deal out of this. And, you know, to me, it's a liberal hypocrisy of Twitter. Let's get mad about verification check marks, but it's okay for Twitter's previous owners to silence the views of those they don't like. One liberal acquaintance in San Antonio, uh, we, our last names have the same initial, start with the same initial. He says it's a private company. They could do what it wants. I've often wondered if Twitter were conservative, shutting up Bed Midler and Trevor Noah and Mark Ruffalo or whatever the hell his name is, would people still be saying that or would they be saying, hey, that's censorship? Personally, I think this thing about silencing views on social media is a test run for what liberals want eventually. The ultimate goal, total government control. Remember when Bill Nye, the science guy, was talking about trying to or he thought it was a good idea to make it illegal for people to question global warming. If that doesn't sound like total government control, I don't know what does. So the inmates are definitely running the asylum. Before we go to our next break, we also need to talk about something else. There has been a lot of talk about book bans. Libraries that don't want to carry certain books. Parents don't want their kids reading it. Some parents not only don't want their kids reading it, they don't want other people's kids reading it. So I, overall, I am a conservative, but on the, on the issue of books, I am a libertarian. I think as long as a book is age appropriate, I'm fine with it. In middle school, I read, then again, maybe I won't by Judy Bloom. It was about a young boy hitting puberty, having a wet dream and masturbating. That was a very important book because my parents, Lord bless them, they were very shy about the birds and the bees and just did not feel comfortable discussing that, even though all the other kids were well aware of what different things were and so forth. So I am a firm believer. You can't protect your kids forever. You 
a thick blanket does not work well ever. You need to start getting your kids ready. So again, if a book is age appropriate, I'm fine with it. Now, would you want to put, then again, maybe I won't at the primary school library? No, that's just a little bit too soon for them. So again, I I really do feel that, you know, if you don't want your child reading a specific book, that's up to you, but you owe it to your child to have a discussion to explain why, because kids are, are very curious by nature. And when you tell them, no, it makes them wonder why it makes me think of growing up in a church, a very strict church and pastors would talk about, don't listen to Madonna. Don't listen to or uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. Yes, I'm being serious. Don't listen to ACDC or Motley Crue. And kids would get naturally curious and see what this was about. And all those rock bands should have sent checks to churches saying, hey, thank you for the free advertising. Now, again, I do not support library book bans. However, if you think it's okay for Twitter and Facebook to close out social media accounts of people like Donald Trump or Mike Lindell, the pillow guy, or other conservatives because so-called fact-checkers say they're lying, or because the woke crowd is griping about it, you deserve a gold medal for hypocrisy. Now listen, folks, I cannot stand the views of people like Trevor Noah. I don't like Bette Midler's views either. And... Stephen King, again, I think he's to a point where he should carry a bowl of milk at all times because he's clearly cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. However, I don't support silencing any of them on social media. Let them talk away. That is their right. Having opposing views is not against the law. On their way home from a deep space mission, they are forced to investigate a transmission. They discover too late that it's not a distress call. It's a warning. And as they fight for their lives, they endure the ultimate betrayal. 20th Century Fox presents, directed by Ridley Scott, a new dimension of science fiction and horror. Alien. In space, no one can hear you scream. Well, that's been it for this week's edition of the From A to Zowie podcast. I may try to add some more freebies on my uh, podcast, such as reading of the Bible I have a teacher that loves it when I read the book of Revelation. I may add some more stuff in. If you have a suggestion for a topic, something you like about the broadcast, something you absolutely hate about it, or if you have a marriage request for me, uh, I prefer women and what's personality and intellect trumps everything else, including good looks. Send me an email from a to Zowie at gmail.com from a to Zowie at gmail.com from a to Zowie Z O W I E or as we say in the military vernacular, Zulu Oscar Whiskey India Echo at gmail.com. And don't forget, my podcast is supported by Buzzsprout, and I'm also on um, the blog itself is from atazowie.wordpress.com. And once again, you can contact me if you'd like to advertise on here, because I would like to start making money off of this and see how it goes from there and see how this podcast evolves. I am Richard Zowie, and again, very special thank you goes out to Jen in Minnesota. She is my muse and my inspiration, and I will see you guys again next week. You take care, and we'll talk to you later.